return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's bow down our heads for a word of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory tonight. Yes, we bless Lord. your name and honor you for this wonderful opportunity to be in your presence. This is our prayer that tonight you speak to us in a special way. Let our lives not be the same again. May we live here transformed and empowered to live a victorious life for you. Bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So God, I richly bless you all for coming tonight. Um, I want to also bless the pastorate, Pastor Dave, Pastor Jeannie, Pastor Randon. God richly bless you for this wonderful opportunity Amen. to share the word of God. Yes. I believe that tonight God has something special for us. Amen. Um, tonight we'll be talking about worship are you. Okay. So tonight is not a night of judgment, neither is it a night of condemnation, but it's a night of introspectiveness and repositioning ourselves. We are looking down within our hearts and asking ourselves where we stand before the Lord. Yes. And our prayer tonight is that God will reposition us so we can serve him as contentship. Hallelujah. So, when you read scriptures, you know, from Genesis to um, Revelation, the Bible is full of symbolisms. Mm -hmm. Anytime God wants to say something, sometimes he uses symbolisms. He uses symbols. And anytime you read scriptures and you see serpent or dragon, you definitely know that it represents the devil. So in Genesis chapter 3, the Bible talks about the enemy, Satan, coming right. in the form of a serpent right. to tempt you know, Eve, such that they, they lost the mandate that God gave to them. Yeah. In Luke 10, 19, the Bible talks about the fact that Jesus told his disciples that he has given us authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of the enemy, and yeah. nothing shall by any means hurt us. Amen. Here we see the serpent yeah. representing the enemy. Yeah. And in Revelation chapter 12, the enemy is referred to as a dragon. Now, anytime the Bible talks about a dove, oil, or wind, it represents the Holy Spirit. So, in, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says that when Jesus Christ was being baptized, the Bible said that heavens was opened, yeah. and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray that tonight heavens will open upon us, yeah, yeah. that the Spirit of God will dwell mightily upon our lives. That we shall never be the same again. On the day of Pentecost, we see the Holy Spirit, you know, coming in and gushing out like a mighty wind. And like tongues of fire upon the disciples, we see the Holy Spirit impacted. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the Bible talks about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So he was anointed. It's it's, it's symbolic of oil, meaning that the oil came upon him and that is the Holy Spirit. When you read further, the Bible says that when he appeared in the synagogue, he opened the scripture and he, he read the book of Isaiah. He said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me yes. because the Lord has anointed me. Hallelujah. So oil actually also stands for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It goes on and goes on and goes on. And when the Bible talks about foxes, 
you, you see that it is standing for something that is destructive. So when you read scriptures in Songs of Solomon, it said, catch for us the little foxes that destroy the vine. That's right. And then, you know, when the, the people of Israel came back from captivity and they were building the temple, and Sambalad and Tobias were against them. Bible says that and when they started laying the foundation, they ridiculed them, they mocked them, yep. and they said, that, look at what they are doing. Even the fox yep. can push it over. Yep. So anytime Bible talks about foxes, you realize that it stands for something destructive. Right. But one, one, one other term that is seen in scripture is the sheep. Hallelujah. Yep. And we see that demonstrated mightily in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Yes. You realize that anytime Jesus Christ had an encounter with the disciples or had an encounter with people, he made mention of parables. He made mention of, he used the name sheep and the shepherd so many times in his illustration. And we asked ourselves, that what does the sheep stand for? In John chapter 10, verse 7 to 8, he said something to the disciples. He said, that, Verily, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. And all whoever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. You know, this scripture is just synonymous to John chapter 14, verse 6. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. So here, Jesus Christ is the only way we can be saved. Hallelujah. And who is the one going to be saved? It's the sheep. It stands for we, the believers. It stands for children of God. When you read further in the verse 11, it says that I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Hallelujah. It means that Jesus loved us, you and me, the sheep, the believers, Christians. He loves us so much that he came to die for us and he laid down his life for, the sheep, for, for us. So basically when the Bible talks about sheep, it stands for you and I, believers. It stands for the children of God. I remember somewhere in the book of Matthew when Jesus was trying to talk about judgment. He said that a time is going to come in the book of Matthew chapter 25. He said that the, 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 son of, the Son of Man will come in His glory, and He will be surrounded by holy angels sitting on His throne, and all nations shall gather before Him, yep. and He's going to you know, divide them into yep. two, yep. into the sheep and then the goat. He said, he said that those, those who belong to the sheep will go to the right, and the goat will go to the left, yes. and those who go to the right will be commended for the work they have done. Yes. And it stands for we believers. So, sheep is very symbolic, and God is actually our shepherd. And because he loves us so much, he, he did not just leave us, but he has also appointed early shepherds. Hallelujah. Yeah. So tonight you and I have a shepherd in Pastor Dave. Yeah. Tonight you and I have Pastor, uh, uh, Mama Jeannie as a shepherd. Yeah. We have Pastor Randian as a shepherd. These are early shepherds that God has actually given to us, yeah. to nurture us, to teach us his word, to prepare us for his second coming. So in Acts chapter 20 verse 28, he said that, there was a charge he gave to the disciples, to the leaders. He said, that, keep watch over yourselves, yeah. you know, and the flock that the Holy Spirit has made you overseers of. Yeah. Be shepherds of the church which he has bought with his own blood. Yeah. So you and I as sheep of God are, are, are valuable in the eyes of God. We have been purchased with the precious blood of the Lamb. And, and because of that, he expects something from us. As much as the shepherds have been entrusted with the, with, the, with the responsibility of nurturing us as children of God, as, as sheep of God, as, as people who have been saved, called from darkness into the marvelous light of God, I believe that God is expectant of us. He's looking at something from us. He, he, he wants us to be broken for Him. He wants us to avail ourselves to Him. He wants us to commit ourselves to Him. He wants us to love Him. He wants us to occupy till He come. Hallelujah. So this, this evening, it is not a condemnation, it is not judgment, but we are asking ourselves, what sheep are you? Amen. 
Hallelujah. What ship are you? And and as I was reading the word of God and God was trying to drop some points in heart, I believe that that is the revelation I got and is consistent with the word of God. The first category of sheep that, that, that the spirit of God dropped in my heart is the solitary sheep. Hallelujah. The solitary sheep. S-O-L-I-T-A-R-Y. So in Matthew chapter 18 verse 12, Bible talks about Jesus talking about a flock of hundred and he said that, Imagine a man has a flock of hundred, and then one, you know, goes astray. Doesn't he leave the rest and then goes for that sheep? And most of the time, we use it in an evangelistic way. Most of the time, we, we use it when we are reaching out to souls. We want to tell people that no matter who you are, Jesus loves you. Yeah. That he, 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 he can leave everything he has and then come and save you. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. One, of, one other thing, it also represents, also represents the flock of God. Believers who are who are called children of God and 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 some are solitary. Hallelujah. And and the solitary ship is always isolated. The, the, the solitary ship is non-participative. And this morning, Pastor Dave was talking about we going forth and reaching out to people with the word. It talks about participation in the house of God. Anybody who is a solitary ship does not really care about what is going on in the body of Christ. Most of the solitary ship members are just Sunday church worshippers. Yeah. Spiritually and physically, they are, not con- they are not connected to the church. Yeah. But you see, the Bible says that we are God's workmanship. We have been ordained before time, you know, to do good works. Yeah. It means that we have been called for a purpose. And as a child of God, we cannot remain solitary. Yep. We have to be participative. Amen. We have to enjoy fellowship. And we have to use the giftings and the graces that God has given unto us. So the solitary sheep doesn't care when uh, one day fasting has been, you know, given or been brought to the church by the church leader. He doesn't care. All that they do is that they call themselves Christians, but they are not living as such. Hallelujah. And they are are sometimes physically or spiritually absent. The solitary sheep can be in church. You see the person in church, but spiritually the person is not fellowship and connecting with us. And I pray that it will be far from us. Hallelujah. And, and it reminds me of Acts chapter 20, verse 7 to 12. It talks about a gentleman called Eutychus. When you read scriptures, it's very long, but I can summarize. The Bible talks about the fact that Paul was in his missionary work, and he was moving from town to town, from places to places, sharing the gospel and doing the work of God. And the Bible said that he passed through a town or a city called Troas. And, and he had a limited time there. And because of that, he gathered with the disciples from morning till night. He was ministering the word of God. Yeah. Everybody was on board in the room. They were all in fellowshipping, tapping from the word of God in prayer and in the word. And Bible said that there was one particular gentleman called Eutychus. Yeah. Bible said that this man was sitting on the window. Yeah. Hallelujah. The solitary ship always sits on the window. <laughs> the solitary ship is always on the window, yeah. sitting in the window, not part of the church. Yeah. You know, we are in crucial times and we need to be moving for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We cannot afford to be solitary. We cannot afford to stay unconcerned. Yes. Souls have to be warned. The word of God has to be preached. We need to come together each and every time, you know, sharpening each other. We cannot afford to be solitary. Hallelujah. Bible says that he sat by the window. He sat unconcerned as others were tapping from the apostle and fellowshipping. Yes. Bible said that he was sleeping. Hallelujah. One hallmark of the solitary ship is that spiritually they sleep. Because they are not part of the fellowship, 
because they are not part of the prayer, they are not part of the engine of God moving and doing exploits for the Lord, availing themselves, asking God, God, what are the giftings and the abilities you have given to me? I want to use it for your glory. They sit unconcerned, they are physically absent, they are spiritually absent, and because of that, they are spiritually asleep. And Bible said that he sat and he was asleep until he fell and died. And, 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 and when you continue to remain solitary, you continue to remain unparticipative, you continue to remain not in fellowship with the people of God, it gets to a point in time you, know, you do not just sleep, but you die. You become insensitive to the Holy Spirit. You cannot hear the voice of God when He speaks. You just become like a mere, mere person walking. Hallelujah. But Bible says that, and they all rushed to see what happened to the gentleman. And Bible said that Paul rested upon him, and then all of a sudden, he came back to life. And he told them that, no, he's not dead, he's alive. And when you read down, the Bible says that he went with his friend's home, and he went to break bread because he was alive. Hallelujah. It tells us that even if you are solitary, God has not given up on you. Hallelujah. Even if you are spiritually weak, you are not in fellowship, God has not given up on you. There is no hope for you. Avail yourself and he will lift you out of your solitariness and make you a vibrant child of God. Hallelujah. So we pray that God will be our helper. You know, when we talk about, when you you read Psalm 133 verse 1 to 3, the Bible talks about how good and pleasant it is, you know, for brethren to dwell together in unity. He said that it is like precious ointment on the head. That flows down their beard, even the beard of Aaron. That flows down through to the, the, the skirt of the garment. Yeah. He said that it is like the dew of Hermon. Yeah. It is like the dew that flows from the Mount Zion. Amen. It is there God proclaims his blessing, even life forevermore. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. All that Bible is trying to make us understand is that there is power in fellowship. Amen. There is power and there is, there is power when, when people of God come together and then they fellowship. It is like an anointing. Amen. Anointing rubs from the head to the down. Hallelujah. The one who is not vibrant for Christ is impacted by the fellowship we have together. Amen. That is why it is good for us to come together. Yes. That is why it is good when we say we are going out to reach out for God, we all go together. Yes. As we do that, it flows from the head, the anointing comes from God and it flows through us and you become powerful than ever before. Yes. That is why I don't agree with somebody who says that I, I am a Christian but I prefer to stay in the house. Right. No, yep. you are lacking something, hallelujah. Right. You are, you are lacking that anointing of cooperativeness. Yep. And we cannot remain to be solitary ships. We pray that God helps us. In the book of 2 Samuel chapter 11 verse three, 1 to 3. Bible talks about a man called David. Bible said that in the spring. At the time when kings go off to war. You know, I don't want to, you know about the story. But you see when Bible talks about in the spring at the time that kings goes for war. You know those times the way the kingdom of God is expanded. The way the glory of the Lord is seen is when the people of God, the Israelites, you know, go for war and win victory. Yes. You know, fighting for God physically, you know, conquering nations and, and, and making the name of the Lord great was the order of the day. In, this, in these times, we, we do not fight with physical weapons. Amen. We do not do the work of God by killing each other, yeah. but rather by our fellowship, yeah. by our reaching out for the Lord. Yes. You know, that is the war we are waging. We are waging war against the enemy. Hallelujah. And you cannot afford to be solitary. You know, Bible says that David was a king. And those times the kings were the men who led their people for war. To do exploits for the Lord. But in spring, at the time when kings were going for war, he preferred to stay behind. David became a solitary sheep. And Bible said that because of how solitary he was, he ended up in sin. 
the more you are not with the people of God, the more you are not engaged in fellowship, the more you are not using your giftings and the abilities God has given to you to do the work of God, the, the, the more you become prone to the attack of the enemy. Bible said that he was standing by his window in his solitariness and saw the nakedness of a woman. And you know the story, what he ended up with. Anybody who is engaged in fellowship, anybody who is engaged in doing the work of God, serving the Lord with all their heart, the enemy cannot target the individual. We pray that the Lord be our helper. Hallelujah. Now, another category of sheep is called the hermit sheep. Now, the hermit, hermit, H-E-R-M-I-T. The hermit sheep. Hermit. They, 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 they have overgrown fleece and wools. Their hoofs are unkept. They despise trimming and sharing. And because of that, their wool is so overgrown that it even covers their eyes. Such that sometimes they are not able to see the way forward. And most, of, most often they fall victims to wolves. And because their, 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 their hoofs are also overgrown, they are unable to sometimes stand. So they walk in a ragged way. Now there is this story about a sheep called Shrek. I don't know whether we've heard of that sheep in New Zealand. It, it, it gained prominence in 2004, where it was presented into, to parliament to meet the prime minister of New Zealand. Now it, is, it was a very notorious sheep. So, you know... For periodically, every year, the sheep in the farm are taken and the, the, uh, the wolf or their fleece is shared. You know, they are trimmed. They are given medical care. But for a particular reason, this, this sheep called Shrek hit, ran away and hid in the, into the caves. It was resistant to sharing. So the caretaker or the owner couldn't locate Shrek for over six years. And after six years, they found it in the caves, sitting in the caves. And they saw that it had overgrown. In fact, it, it, for six years, it had not been, you know, shaven. It, it, it looked so plump with fleas. And it became like an icon in New Zealand. Yes. Because nobody had seen such a sheep with overgrown, you know, wool. Yes. It was a hermit sheep. And because of that, it became an icon in New Zealand. Uh, the farmer had to present it to parliament to show, to show the sheep to the parliamentarians. And on, on its 10th birthday... The, the Prime Minister of New Zealand wanted to see it. So it became an icon. It, it was utilized in 2016 because it had grown and all that. But it is symbolic of believers. It is symbolic of individuals who cannot withstand discipline. So you can be a child of God. You can be a sheep. But you, you, don't, you can't withstand discipline. And, and most of often such people are very proud. And we feel like we know... And sometimes when we come to the house of the Lord and the word of God is being ministered, sometimes you even say to yourself, I already know this word. Hallelujah. Yeah. We pray that God has mercy on us. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that is how the devil can sometimes take us. And such people don't, don't submit to authority. They don't submit to authority. Some believe that they have been in the church for a long time, so they don't care what, whatever is going on. But in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, Bible says that God opposes the proud, and he gives grace to the humble. And we pray that even as God has bought us with his precious blood, and we are being presented as a sheep unto him, and we are being prepared for his second coming, yeah. he will break down every spirit of pride in us. Yeah. He's, going to, he's, going to, he's going to shave the wool off us. Amen. He's going to break us down. Hallelujah. So we can serve him more and more. Yeah. 
Bible talks about a king called King Uzziah. Bible said at the age of 16, he found the favor of the Lord and became a king. And Bible said that through him, God did mighty exploits. It was the first time machines was mentioned in scripture. In the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 16 to 19. Bible says that it got to a point in time because his fame, you know, spread so far and near. Bible said that he became so proud. And sometimes when we walk with the Lord and we serve the Lord for so many years, sometimes we feel we have gotten there yet. But tonight I want to tell you that before the Lord we are nothing. We are just striving unto perfection. And it is our prayer that the Spirit of the Lord works on us. Hallelujah. The hermit sheep is so proud. The hermit sheep is indisciplined. The hermit sheep cannot withstand discipline. And, and, and that is how King Uzziah became. And, and Bible said that at the time, the priest had his responsibility. And at the time, the king also had his responsibility. But he wanted to cross over from his kingly responsibility to the priestly responsibility. And Bible said that the men of God at the time were speaking to him. They were trying to oppose him and they were telling him the things that were right. But Bible said that because he was so full of himself, he was a hermit. Bible says that he went on to perform a sacrifice that he was not supposed to. And Bible said that the Lord struck him. But we thank God that we are in an era of grace. That when we open up unto the Lord, even if we are proud, even if we are helmet, God can work on us. Hallelujah. We pray that the Lord has mercy on us. The third category of believers or the sheep I want us to talk about is the wandering sheep. The wandering sheep. I don't know about the U.S., but in Africa, we have a lot of wandering sheep. And, and, and this is the sheep that is not content with the pasture of the shepherd. The sheep that is not, is, not, is not happy and satisfied with what the shepherd gives. You know, Pastor Dave will preach to us each day. Mama Jeannie will preach to us each day. Pastor, uh, Pastor Randin will give us the word. You know, Deb and so many other people always minister to us. What more do we need as children of God? We have everything we need in the house of God. We have fed the infallible word, the incorruptible word of God each and every day. And I believe that Holy Life Tabernacle is a blessed church. I I don't know about the U.S. like I was saying, but in Africa, we have a lot of wandering sheep, people who hop from church to church. People who move from places to places without discerning the kind of spirit in the churches they are going. God wants us to be content with his word. God wants us to grow in his word. God wants us to be empowered in his word. What more do we need? The, the wandering sheep will, will always move outside when there is an, a, a small issue, when there is a small problem, when there is anything that, that bothers them. They, they don't trust the Lord that the Lord can do it. Amen. They don't have faith in God that, you know, faithfully see who has called us and he will perform it. Amen. The wandering sheep moves from place to place and it becomes a problem. They are not stable. And in Africa, they, you know, we have so many people parading themselves as men of God. When you read in the book of Matthew chapter 7 verse 15, Bible talks about the fact that we should be aware of false prophets. Yes. You know, they appear as, as, as sheep, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Yeah. And, and, and that is what the children of God, we have to discern. Yeah. The wandering sheep is not content with what they receive. So you see, when you go to Africa, so many relationships have been broken because people have gone to places and they have been given false counsel that the one who is giving you the troubles or the problems that you are facing is your mother somewhere. And, and they are blaming, you know, family relatives and they are blaming God is not a divisive God. God is a God of togetherness. God is a God of unity. 
And even if it is a human being who is the source of your problem, know that the person is not operating on his own. It is the devil yep. who is working. That's right. and, 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 and the people who are wandering sheep are not so matured, and they don't know the way and the will of God, right. and they hop from place to place. We have seen in, we have heard in, we have heard in news, we have seen places where people have been given disinfectants to drink, to, to cure their diseases. Which God does that? Which God gives such directions? We have heard pastors telling their, 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 their flock or their, 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 their members to chew grass. Which God does that? Green grass, you know. And, 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 and this is not from God. And that is what the wandering sheep falls into. When you are not able to discern, when you are not happy and content with what God is feeding you with, when you are not happy with your local church, when you are not allowing yourself to be impacted, one thing I want to tell you is that no matter what your church is, anytime you avail yourself to God, God moves. Amen. It doesn't matter whether people are not experiencing it, but based on how open you are to God, you will experience the power of God. Amen. So because these wandering sheep are not matured and are not feeding themselves well with the word of God, yeah. they are just going from place to place. Yeah. And I pray that God has mercy on us. I know that in Tabernacle there is nobody like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was this testimony somebody shared. There was a legal issue in Ghana. And the legal issue was that someone had an eye problem. And then he went to a church. He left his church, went to a church. He had heard of a pastor who is doing miracles and all that. And he gave a directive of, you know, putting um, lemon, squeezing lemon juice into the eye for, for healing. And lo and behold, the person became blind. Now the family members of that individual has taken the pastor to court, suing. But it is not the fault of the pastor. It is because as believers, we need to grow. Hallelujah. We need to delight ourselves in the word of God and allow ourselves to be groomed. Such that we don't wander from place to place. And this story is just like Naomi's story. When you read the book of Ruth chapter 1. You see, when you read scriptures, Bible talks about the kind of people the Israelites should not associate with. Because at the time, God, in fact, God is a jealous God. He he wanted to wipe away the the people who were serving the hidden gods. And he wanted his name to be exalted. So he wanted Israel for himself. He didn't want Israel to mingle with nations that would lead them astray. One of the such countries was Moab. Bible said that God categorically told them that do not move to these countries. But you see, Bible said that there was famine in the land of Israel. And it happens. In the church, there can be issues. You can have problems. You know, things may not work out well. But that does not give you the mandate to move out to another place. Each and every time, God wants to move in our lives. Bible said that they took a step with their family and then they left Israel. And they went to the land of Moab. When you read scriptures, it said that within some few years, Elimelech lost his life. And within 10 years of their stay in Moab, they lost two of their sons. Actually, things moved from bad to worse. Hallelujah. Anytime you wander from the house of God and move to places, you compound your problems. So the best thing to do is to stay under the feet of God and allow ourselves to be nourished by the word of God. And, 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 And have faith in the Lord we serve and the shepherd he has given unto us. Hallelujah. And allow ourselves to grow. And Bible said that he came back and she wanted her name to be changed. You know, because she feels so much bitterness in her life. I pray that God takes this away from us. I pray that we will love the Lord and cherish where we are. And allow ourselves to be fed the word of God. And I believe that in due season, everything that God has said concerning our lives will come to pass. Hallelujah. 
One other category is the complicated sheep. I didn't know how to classify this sheep as the Spirit of God was leading me, but they are very complicated. And I, and I, and I thank God that we don't have such sheep in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. This, this, this group of people have their own agenda. You know, and, and they, they, they incite other sheep against each other. They are not people of peace. Hallelujah. Bible said that blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. If indeed you are a child of God, if indeed you have been saved by the precious blood of the Lamb and you are seated in the house of the Lord, you should be a peacemaker. Hallelujah. You should, be, you should, you should bring unity in the house of the Lord. The complicated sheep is not a peacemaker. They always try to bring conflict in the house of God. And they, they, like, they like making unnecessary comparisons. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes in the church... When you read First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Bible talks about a man called Apollos, and Bible talks about a man called Paul. Yeah. Bible said that when Paul went to Corinth, there was contention in the church. Yeah. Bible said that some people were saying that I am for Apollos. Mm-hmm. Others were saying that I am for Paul. Mm-hmm. And Bible said that Paul was trying to tell them the right way. He was trying to tell them that who are we? Who is Paul? Right. Who is Apollos? Right. We are just vessels through whom God used, you know, yes. to help you get salvation. Yeah. But the real deal is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it is only the complicated sheep who is so divisive. Yeah. And today I like Mama Jeannie. Another time I, I like Pastor Randon. Another time I like Pastor Jeannie, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor David Kaufman. It, it's, it, they bring division in the house yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. And I pray that God help us. Yeah. I pray that God will help us to cherish the men of God we have. Amen. Accord them the respect that they need. As they, as they accord them the respect that they need. Because each and every leader who has been called, each and every shepherd who has been called in the house of the Lord has been given a mandate by, the, by God. Two, 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 two fingers are not the same. Each and every one has a ministry. Therefore, let us tap into their ministry as it is. Bible said that Paul and, and Apollos were contention. You know, they were topics of contention in Corinth. When Paul said that, you know, I am the one who planted, I came to plant, Apollos watered. But the one who brings the increase is Jesus Christ. I pray that God helps us. Hallelujah. And because they have their own ulterior motives, they are just like Judas, who, who saw Mary, you know, broke the alabaster box at the feet of Jesus Christ. And then he started talking and said that we could have just, you know, we could have sold this and given it to the poor. And Bible said that it is not because he thought of the poor. It is because he had his own mentality, his own mindset. And that is how the complicated ship is. You know, the complicated sheep will come to church because of something he or she is expecting from the Lord. And when he has it, away from the house of God. But you see, we have to serve God daily. We have to serve God each and every time of our lives. We shouldn't make God, you know, a God of conditions. Each and every time, in good times, in bad times, in good seasons, in bad seasons, let us serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us serve the Lord. I remember a story of a very big bishop in, in, in Ghana. He's called Bishop Ajinasari Perez Chapel. And he was trying to tell us that how complicated he was. He, he was. he was a bad boy in his youth, chasing women all over. And one time he wanted to chase a particular woman who attended the Church of Pentecost. And he dressed so nicely, using his, he had a style and a format he used to do that. And he went to the church, and the motive he had was that, you know, after church, he could speak to the lady and try, you know, and win the lady over. He went with an ulterior motive. Yeah. But Bible said that during the church ministration, the Holy Spirit ministered to him. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. I pray that even if you are complicated, the Holy Ghost will minister to Amen. you. Yes. 
Hallelujah. But, but there is this category of sheep I want us to talk about. The content sheep. Hallelujah. And it is our prayer that tonight, even as we sit in the presence of God, God will make us content sheep. The content sheep trusts and have faith in the Lord in all seasons. When you read the book of Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 19. No, the book of Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 19. He said that though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. For the director of music. You know, it continues. And that is the contentship. Yeah. In season and out of season. He has faith and trust in the Lord. Amen. He knows that faithful is the one who has called him. So when things are even slow in life. When things are not moving as he or she is expecting. When everything is against him or her. He lifts up his eyes onto the hills. Because his help cometh from the Lord. It doesn't matter the shakings, it doesn't matter the tenders that the thunder that is roaring, it doesn't matter, you know, the storms that are blowing, the the, the, the contentship trust in the Lord. Amen. The contentship is participative, the contentship always loves fellowship. Yes. The contentship avails himself to the Lord and allows God to use his giftings for his glory. Hallelujah. Amen. The contentship is always humble and willing to learn. The contentship tolerates discipline. When you read Acts chapter 18, you know, verse 24 to 28. Bible talks about Apollos again. Bible said that there was a man called Apollos. And this man was so knowledgeable and he taught about Jesus accurately. And Bible said that he ministered and taught about Jesus Christ. But there was a couple who saw, who saw him, Priscilla and Aquila. They realized that even though he's anointed and he's doing the work of God, they saw that there was something lacking. Bible said that they called him and they taught him the right way. Yes. And that is what the contentship does. It doesn't matter the anointing upon your life each and every time God wants to groom you. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you know the word of God. The contentship is always willing and ready to receive the word of God. Each and every day the contentship comes to the house of God, emptying his heart and w- looking up to God to pour down more upon him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And it is our prayer that God will make us contentship. It's our prayer that God will cause us to love the things of him. The contentship always loves to give constructive criticisms. Yes. You know, even when things are not right, even when, when you are not happy about something, yeah. he, 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 feels, he feels free to go to his shepherd and speak to his shepherd. Yeah. This is what I think. Yeah. Hallelujah. And it happened in, the, in, in Elisha's time. The Bible says that he, the, 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 where they were was a small place. Yeah. But I was wondering and I was asking, he is a man of God. He knows, most, he knows a lot of things. Yeah. Didn't he know that where they were was very small? The Bible said that one of his servants told him that where we are is too small. Let us go and cut wood and expand the place. And the Bible said that he was willing and he moved for it. That is the contentship. The contentship is open. The contentship is willing to learn. The contentship is humble. It is the contentship that actually matures to where God wants him to be. It is only when we are content. Content doesn't mean that you are just happy with where you are and you don't want to move for it. No. Content means that you are happy with the Lord you are serving. And you are open-hearted and you are ready to grow. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And these are the category of sheep God plays on my heart tonight. And, and God, God, God is, is telling us that we should come to that level of being a content sheep. Where we are ready to serve God with all that we have. Where we are ready to fellowship 
where we are ready to learn, where we are ready to grow, so that on his second coming, indeed, we have indeed occupied till he comes. It is my prayer that God helps us. It's our prayer that God prunes us. It's our prayer that God works on us so that we become the kind of sheep he wants us to be. And when we are put in that category, no matter what is happening, his miracle will definitely be seen in our life. It doesn't matter how things are delaying. God can look down. The Bible said that he looks, he stays in the heavens and he looks upon the surface of the earth looking for somebody to show favor. It is the man who is content with the Lord who receives the favor of the Lord. So tonight I am not, I am not preaching anything weird, but I'm just bringing the word of God in its simplicity. That if you want to see the move of God, it's not about the number of hands that are laid upon you, but it's about how content you are with God, how your heart is open to God, how, you, how, receptive, how receptive you are to the word of God, and how willing you are to go the extra mile for the Lord. Such a person will always see miracles in their lives. I believe that tonight God wants to do something miraculous in the life of someone. He wants you to be content with him. He wants you to love him. He wants you to stay for him. He wants, to, he wants you to allow yourself to be used by him. For his glory. And I believe that nations and generations shall call you blessed. Because an an, an aroma of God will be flowing through your life. Tonight may the Lord bless us for his word. And may the Lord make us contentship. So that we'll be able to meet him on his second coming. And have a good account of ourselves. May the Lord bless you tonight. And may the Lord be gracious unto you. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.